So when we dissociate, when we feel detached or disconnected from our body, feelings, thoughts, surroundings, while having sex, it's so common, unfortunately. And it happens for so many reasons, like anxiety or if we're high on something, especially past trauma. So by using mindfulness and grounding techniques before and during and after sex, it helps us to stay present while we're having sex. Hey everyone, welcome to Sex and Spirituality. This is my third attempt at recording. It's still super early in the morning and I'm actually recording at my boyfriend's house. I do apologize if you hear any background noise. Someone's deciding to weed whack at 8.30 in the morning, but I just am not in a groove today. So please bear with me because, well, third time's a charm, right? I shouldn't say that. So yeah, how is everyone doing? Happy Thursday. I'll probably release this at some point today. I start work next week, so that should be interesting. I'm starting to get those first day jitters, kind of like, I don't know, the first day of high school nerves. That's what it reminds me of. But anywho, today we're going to be talking about dissociation and disconnection during sex because this is something that I experience quite often. And it's 99% of women that I know, um, one that you probably are able to relate to if you're listening to this podcast. And for me, it's like everything leading up to the sex could be hot. The kissing, the passion, my vulva is like rare and to go, right? And then when my partner starts to touch me or we actually start to have penetrative sex, I just go numb. And excuse me if I'm talking kind of low. Like I said, I'm in my boyfriend's house and I really don't want his younger sister to hear me talking about fucking her brother. Um, (laughs) That's another story for another time. But it's like the rest of my body and my mind is cool. It's flowing. But then my genitals are just sort of muted Or there's another situation, you experience pleasure and then it's gone. Oh, dude, this happens to me all the time. Like I'm not a type of girl that can climax every time during sex. I'm so jealous of y'all, but I'd say I've come more often with my current partner than past partners, but it's still not a lot. I'll get there and it's like I'm almost reaching the top of the mountain and then I just fall back down. Or you feel like you're taking too long or it's just not right. And now you get all in your head. I tend to get very upset when this happens because it's so frustrating, right? And then I start to get this kind of like sexual resentment towards Nick because I'm like, how come you get to orgasm? and finish every time we have sex. And for me, it's like once every three months, like it just doesn't seem equal or fair. And I've realized that disconnecting from our bodies and our desire and our pleasure during sexual experiences is very common, particularly for women. Most likely every single woman will experience these varying degrees of connection during sex. 
but knowing this doesn't make it any more like fun or easy when it happens. So I want to talk about why this is happening and what can you do before I dive into the, the everyday lay woman, (laughs) why it might be happening to her. I need to talk about dissociation and sexual abuse. So trigger warning moving forward. Um, as I stated in my last podcast, my whole podcast is a trigger warning. I don't know what I'm going to say during any given episode. So always proceed with caution, but we know that more women than not have experienced assault or rape or sexual violence. And in the midst of these experiences, we disappear. We, we, we retreat and become invisible so far into ourselves that sometimes we learn as a protective coping mechanism to dissociate. Uh, this is the brain's way to avoid the pain, the horror, and the trauma. However, even if it occurred decades ago, I recall the first time I was violated. I was around 17, 18. So for me, it's about 10 years ago. But this this trauma, this past abuse, it it lives in our cells and it could still haunt us in the bedroom and in our current relationships, even if our current relationship is healthy and happy. And it can be very overwhelming and disconnecting. You're disappearing during sex and you don't know what to do about it. You feel like something is missing, but you can't figure out what it is. And for me, it's like I see and I hear and I know girlfriends of mine who love sex. They experience pleasure and orgasm and get all lit up when they talk about intimacy, but I don't enjoy it. I want to say like 50 to 60% of the time. I feel pressured to have it. I feel like it's an obligation or I feel like I need to perform even though my boyfriend doesn't pressure me. And sometimes I even fake enjoyment to not hurt his feelings. And you know, if you're anything like me, you might even judge yourself and say, what's wrong with me? I'm sexually broken. And this is a horrible place to live in. And this isn't our faults, right? I have to always remind myself this isn't something to be ashamed of. There's nothing wrong with you, but it's important that you know that what's missing during sex is you. Because the act of sex, the vulnerability and the intimacy and the closeness of it can bring up all of our shit, right? From the actual memories of trauma to the programmed fight or flight response. You might stop breathing. You might begin to disconnect from your own body and your past abuse becomes more real than the person naked with you in bed. You might not experience any pleasure. And if you do, it's not the deep, satisfying kind of soulgasm that you desire. And any faking of enjoyment just separates you even further from your partner and from yourself. And as the ghost of your past abuse takes over, the possibility of enjoying sex disappears along with you. You're not able to be receptive or receive from your partner. Your invisible walls go up and every touch feels invasive. You know, every attempt at opening up just sends you further away. It's crippling. So 
what can we do if this is our experience if we're in this this feeling of the trauma is still very well alive alive and well i think that's the same <laughs> so we have to start letting go of the judgment if you keep making yourself wrong about this things will most likely never change and you'll just keep yourself locked up in a prison of judgment and wrongness so instead of focusing on the wrongness get curious and ask yourself what's right about this that i'm not seeing and one thing that's right that i love about myself is that you are aware that you're disappearing you have the insight i've never been afraid to take a hard look at myself and do you realize how great this is that you're willing to do the work this means that you're not completely dissociating during sex because part of you is still present and this part of you knows this experience can be different so next it's important to pause during sex when you notice you're starting to disappear or you're disconnecting from yourself or your partner ask your partner to pause whatever they are doing too now this is something easier said than done i have to practice this because this is no easy like step because it could be scary and if you're a people pleaser you could feel bad like me so this definitely requires a lot of courage and vulnerability but it is so important if you keep going through the motions of sex while disappearing the same cycle will continue you won't enjoy sex and you won't know how to change it you won't speak your truth authentically and voice your needs and this is so crucial when we're having consensual sex because this pause this breath this stillness this space in the moment interrupts the old cycle of disappearing and opens a door to another possible experience don't make the mistake of thinking now that you need to reassure your partner though that could further disconnect you from yourself if you're so focused on them just let them know you desire to have a moment to tune in so that you could be more present and connect with your body so what does this look like you might close your eyes and put your hands on your body one on your heart one on your belly and just breathe take deep breaths especially if you experience anxiety or panic attacks during sex if you get triggered and get flashbacks so now is the time to ground and be mindful wiggle your toes feel the sheets feel your partner's body notice your sensations and your senses allow yourself to be in observation mode so that you take it all in without any judgments right let go of monkey mind tune into beginner's mind nothing is wrong or right it just is and when you feel connected to yourself now we have a chance to connect more deeply with our partner so open your eyes inviting conversation or connection sex doesn't have to be perfect sex is silly and messy and perhaps some tantric exercises great for survivors of sexual trauma some eye gazing or um, deep breathing with your hands over each other's hearts excuse me i almost just choked on my own spit nice 
Remember that sex isn't just physical, it's nonverbal. This this nonverbal connection emerges. And when we're in the throes of sexual passion, we have to trust our bodies. A great book is called The Body Keeps Score by Vessel Vandercroft, I think his name is. Um, it's all about trusting our bodies and the wisdom of our bodies after a traumatic event. So you, we have to ask for what we desire, right? Do you want to keep going? Is something uncomfortable? Do you wish to change anything about it? Or do you want to stop entirely? We have to trust this, the signals our bodies send us, and tune into what's what feels good. And ask this from our partners. Again, very hard. Takes a lot of bravery. But this is so empowering to ask, what do I want? And for me, half the time, I don't even know what the fuck I want, right? Because when I was in a very abusive relationship, I, that all went out the window. I didn't have a say, like it didn't matter what I wanted. And for years, I just tuned out my gut. I completely disconnected from my intuition. And I believe this is why my mediumship and psychic abilities aren't as strong as they could be because half the time, like I have such a hard time listening to myself and trusting myself and believing myself because so often when we're abused that we're invalidated and gaslit 24 seven and during sexual abuse, our no is often overlooked our needs and our desires didn't matter. The abuser's needs were the only thing that mattered. So by having the courage to ask for something, you empower yourself, you reclaim your voice. That's why I do this podcast because for years my voice was taken from me. So now I'm relearning and reclaiming my truth, my power. And this reminds us that everything that happens from here on out is by our choice and we get to say our voice matters and this will support you in becoming more present and engaged with yourself and embodied with your partner in sex and when we have more engagement we have more enjoyment so these things might sound simple to some extent right just breathing but they're not easy and if you have to write this shit down and keep it in your bag or by your bed. If you forget what to do during sex or something comes up, right? It's so easy to, to know what we have to do, but to actually apply it when we're in the midst of being triggered is, is the work, right? So we have to have a plan for how to change the situation where we start to feel ourselves dis disappearing and disconnecting during sex or dissociating. And as we do it, I'm still working on it. I'm not superior here. I'm doing hard work with you, but it starts to become more familiar and natural. And ultimately we might still choose to pause during sex to connect more deeply with our partner and our experience, but eventually this will become an experience of mutual pleasure and communion, right? 
And this is what I most desire for myself and for all, because we all deserve to engage with and enjoy sex in ways beyond what we have experienced in the past. So with that being said, sexual abuse aside, (laughs) there are a few more different reasons for disconnecting during intimacy. And sometimes more than one of these issues is at play in any given moment. So as I pull it up here, do any of these sound true or familiar? You have trouble focusing and getting out of your head. You're distracted by recurrent thoughts, but we're unable to communicate it verbally of what might feel better. You're worrying. Am I taking too long? Is my partner getting bored? Are my thighs too fat? By the way, ladies, thick thighs, so fucking sexy. They're in. So don't worry about it. Your body is great, just as you are. Especially if someone's naked with us, right? Like, we feel repulsive sometimes. At least I'll speak for myself. But this person is choosing to be naked with us. So if they don't fucking honor and worship the ground you walk on, bye bye Boy, bye 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 boy, bye <laughs> I feel like that could be a song. Other ones, you try to orgasm and then it becomes this like straining and you're like, and you try to perform. A big one is you feel emotionally unsafe or uncertain. You're afraid to really feel pleasure because maybe, oh, my orgasm face might not be hot or it might not look the way that the girls in porn do. By the way, that's all fake acting. A lot of this comes down to feeling uncomfortable in our body, the way it looks, smells, sounds, or we have this guilt or shame around sexual pleasure. A lot of this comes from religious beliefs, like good girls don't want or enjoy or like sex. Maybe we experienced a deep heartbreak or a painful breakup or a serious letdown from a past relationship or sexual relationship. Maybe someone made a comment about the way we were or weren't adequate in the bedroom. Such an asshole thing to do, by the way. Never do that. And often, one of these issues or all of these issues is enough to make your sexual pleasure derail. But the fact of the matter is that these, or none of these perhaps, but I'm just speaking from personal experience, go on simultaneously. So we could have sexual abuse and violation in our past. And at the same time, that caused us to hate our naked bodies. So what are we supposed to do? And the typical answer, right, is to encourage people to be more present during sex. But what does this mean? And which I find unhelpful sometimes given the fact that we spend 90% or more of our waking time lost in our thoughts, staring at our phone, thinking about what's next on our to-do list, being driven by unconscious thoughts, and somehow we are expected or expect ourselves, right? A lot of this is pressure we put on ourselves to just magically know how to get and stay present during sex. So similar to what I was speaking of before, let's talk about what this looks like and what this means. Because I don't expect you to be instantly present for sex. 
especially if you've never meditated a day in your life. (laughs) This is why the things outside of the bedroom are so important because that's what we bring into the bedroom. So do yoga every damn day, y'all. Meditate every damn day. Journal, take a walk, take a bath. We have to practice this. It's all practice, being present and connected to our body in every other moment of our life outside of the bedroom. So obviously some of these are going to overlap with what I spoke of moments ago, but focusing on our breath. Notice if you're holding your breath, you're taking short, shallow breaths. This is a flight or fight response, full belly breaths. This is what we teach as a yoga teacher, half of my class, well, maybe not half of my class, but the beginning and end of my class and reminders throughout my class, especially as I taught hot yoga was to take full, deep belly breaths because many of us are lost in thoughts and worrying about our past or our future. And we're not conscious. We're not feeling into our body. So by allowing in more life essence, we can feel the processes of life happening within us. And we can notice how our bodies feel and are there any areas of tension or stress, especially sexually for women. I experienced dyspareunia. A lot of women experience sexual pain. So obviously... We have to go to our doctors if that's us, but a lot of time it's psychosomatic. So by taking a few moments to consciously breathe into any areas of energetic tension, we bring our conscious awareness and allow ourselves to relax. A lot of sex is surrender. A lot of it is allowing. So you can start, just look up on YouTube, body awareness, meditation, right? Do it five minutes a day. We all have five minutes. Get off your phone for five minutes. And after practicing being present for a while outside of our sexual experience, I invite you to do the same practice of self-awareness during your sexual experience. Because by becoming aware of our breathing patterns, during sex, sexual pleasure, we can consciously practice taking deep, full breaths. So when you have sex tonight or tomorrow or sometime this week, breathe. If all else fails, breathe. <laughs> Instead of following thoughts in our heads, follow the sensations in our body and when they run into little obstacles or blocks. And just breathe into those areas of tension and dullness and practice softening, relaxing, and letting go. Right? So, if you're not already, by the way, get in therapy. These thoughts, these anxieties, these worries, this nervousness, we bring that all into the bedroom. Because a lot of times, a lot of us are not comfortable just doing nothing. Many of us are so shut down, especially energetically, in our sacral chakra and our heart chakra, and this doesn't serve us during sex. Because we have to put on this facade, many of us, to be strong and fuck feelings and not emotional. Y'all, I'm fucking emotional. (laughs) 
And sex is emotional. Sex is beautiful. It can be healing. It could be extremely harmful. But a lot of it has to do with how present we are and how comfortable we are just being and allowing. So do your self-care rituals and these tools. I love trauma-focused yoga, especially for people who are survivors of trauma. Trauma-sensitive yoga could be an extraordinary way to increase that mind-body connection. So get centered, get self-aware, get grounded, and have the conversation. Communicate with your partner, please. I won't, but you should. (laughs) I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Nick and I have couples therapy on Saturday, so that should be interesting, right? But especially as women, like how close we feel to our partners outside of the bedroom correlates often to how connected we feel inside of the bedroom with them. Like, for example, if I was cooking and cleaning all day and my partner was just playing video games and watching TV while I slugged around the house and did all the chores, I would not want to have sex with him because I would just be like, fuck you. This isn't cool. And I'd probably just shut down. So by increasing that buildup and playing together, talking together, doing those things that bring us closer together mentally will often lead to us wanting to connect with them even more so physically and intimately, right? I said this to my partner the other day. I was like, I don't know why, babe, but like when we have really deep, often sensitive conversations, it just turns me on. Like afterwards, I just want to jump your bones. (laughs) It's because we have to build that trust and that safety with our partners, especially if we've been in a violent, toxic, or abusive relationship in the past. It's all about giving ourselves permission and feeling like the person we're with is worthy of our love and our bodies and our trust. So I will end this here. I really hope this recorded because I am on Nick's computer and that would just be a nightmare. So if you enjoyed or resonated with this episode at all, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I post on Instagram little motivational quotes and episodes every single day. I love hearing from you guys so much. It just makes my life. So reach out to me. I will put that in the show notes. Like, rate, subscribe, and share if you're enjoying Sex and Spirituality. We're at 8,000 listeners. I'm so happy. And I will talk to you in the next episode. All my love. Mm -hmm.